everything that you are experiencing in the current reality is being put through that filter. And it's the things that are relevant to your belief system that you will then consciously notice. Welcome to season two of the Bigger Than You podcast, your go-to weekly podcast that blends energetics and mindset to help you do whatever it takes to bring your vision to life whilst having fun on the way. I'm Jenna Holloway, your host and multi-award winning intuitive hypnotherapist and mindset coach. My purpose is to help mission-led business owners and visionaries who want to inspire change by leading the way in a space that otherwise may feel unnerving and too difficult. This is Bigger Than You. Hello, welcome back. Thank you for joining me. Today, we are going to talk about a very interesting topic, which I know is something that you will want me to talk about because everybody gets it. And it's a really, really common problem in the industry. And today, I'm going to talk to you about imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome is something that doesn't go away completely, but Certainly, there are steps to take that you can do to minimize this feeling of being an imposter. These thoughts that can go round in your mind that are really unsettling, you don't want to have these thoughts, obviously. They're causing your body, your system stress. The worst case scenario type thoughts that go around in your mind, if you let them, are really not very nice and can cause you to waste so much energy, which obviously you'd like to preserve and spend on more positive thoughts and experiences and allow you to be present and enjoy your life and all the things. However, we need to understand it in order to get to grips with it. So let's get to it. Why do we suffer imposter syndrome? Well, the reason that we suffer imposter syndrome is because your brain doesn't care about you being confident or successful. It really doesn't, doesn't care one bit. And so what it will do is to pull out all the stops to try and keep you safe. And it considers safe as not running a business (laughs) that is very risky and involves you putting yourself out there. And your brain doesn't want you to do that. Your brain just wants you to just, you know, stay safe play it small, not attract any attention, because your brain is wired for survival. And it hasn't evolved since the caveman days. And so everything that your brain does makes sense when you put it through the lens of got a caveman brain. That's just it. That's the way it is. And so when you also understand that your brain cannot tell the difference between real and imagination, and you also understand that your brain is primed for negativity, because it has to be ready to keep you alive and to protect you if the worst case scenario were to happen, then it makes sense as to why your brain does all the overthinking and all the catastrophizing that it does, because it needs to be prepared. But this isn't great. Because of the mind-body connection, all the thoughts that we have generate chemical reactions in our bodies. And so when we are thinking good thoughts and feeling good and dreaming about possibilities and future goals and things, we feel good because our brain is releasing the feel-good chemicals that you would be feeling if you were actually experiencing those joyful moments. But the reverse is also true. 
when you are thinking worst case scenario thoughts, your brain can't tell the difference. So it's sending out the stress hormones that you would need if you were to be in that scenario. And so this is why people can hold themselves back from doing the needle moving things in the business, because imposter syndrome will flare up at the most inconvenient moments. And it's literally just your brain trying to keep you safe. And so what we need to do with any behavior that you notice yourself doing is to get curious and ask yourself, what's going on here? So if you notice yourself procrastinating, just check in. Check in with what belief is playing underneath the surface that's getting you to procrastinate. And very, very often, it's a belief that you're not good enough. And this is such a common belief. Because when you realize and when you understand that your brain is being programmed or is programming itself throughout your childhood, and you can form beliefs based on the most mundane experiences, you can form beliefs about yourself, such as I'm not good enough, that then literally shape how you live your entire life. So whenever you have an experience as a child, you you form a belief, and it doesn't necessarily make any sense. The work that I do with clients is we get to pinpoint these specific moments during childhood where you formed a belief. And we do it using the subconscious mind because the subconscious mind stores everything, right? Literally everything you have ever experienced is stored there. And those memories, every memory that we make is encoded with an emotion. So when you recognize how you're feeling and you recognize that you want to change that, when you work with me, we can find all the memories attached to that feeling and work with the most significant and the earliest ones to change the belief, okay? Because when you first formed that belief, it then stayed with you and actually got strengthened because of affirming experiences that you've had throughout your life so that you have this belief buried in the subconscious mind now that is making you feel not good enough and therefore influencing your actions. But not only that, your subconscious mind, so the beliefs that you have in your subconscious mind are looking for evidence. Like your subconscious mind is looking for evidence of your inner world. Okay. So if you believe that you're not good enough, that's on this filter in your subconscious mind. And everything that you are experiencing in the current reality is being put through that filter. And it's the things that are relevant to your belief system that you will then consciously notice. All right, because your subconscious mind notices everything, but it's only your conscious mind that is going to notice the things that are noticed. And it's the subconscious mind, it's the belief ecosystem beneath the surface that actually gets to decide what you will consciously become aware of. So, this is how the subconscious mind literally makes you create your reality. What you believe to be true will manifest because that's how your mind works. Anything that you can see and believe to be true in your mind, you can manifest it, okay? But in the context of imposter syndrome, if the belief at the root of it is that you're not good enough, then your perception of your experiences 
you're going to be shown reasons for why that is true. And that will show up for you time and time again. Imposter syndrome will be much more of a problem for you than if you do the inner work, sort out those limiting beliefs so that you do feel good enough, so that you do feel worthy of what you want to achieve. And other beliefs that I commonly work with are things like success means I have to work harder. And so that's another reason why you will block yourself. So it's only when we actually reprogram those core subconscious beliefs that the game changes, basically. Imposter syndrome is very, very rarely an issue for me now. I can count on one hand the amount of times I have felt a fleeting feeling of imposter syndrome in the past year. And that's probably going to sound incredible to some of you listeners, but it's true. I work on my mindset and I walk my talk. I do the inner work. I work on myself. I have sorted out my limiting beliefs so that it's not an issue. I genuinely believe that I am worthy and good enough just as I am and that I don't need to do things a certain way or be a certain way for me to be liked or for me to be be perceived as good enough. So I've reprogrammed those core beliefs so that I'm fine showing up just as I am. And actually, that means being pretty scatty, being okay with minor fuck-ups here and there, like dropping the balls. And, you know... (laughs) bit annoying for Tom in personal life, for example, if I miss the date that the car goes in or whatever. But in terms of how I run my business, it's an absolute gift for me to just be genuinely okay with me being me. And I'm able to show up authentically as that to realize and and I'm able to shine the light for you to see that it's okay. It's more than okay. It is perfect for you to be happy and able to show up exactly as you are because who you truly are when you strip back all the limiting beliefs and give back those stories to other people that don't belong to you when you get to become and be who you truly are then that's when it feels magical and that's actually when you are truly in alignment and you can allow your work to be easy You can come at your work from a place of complete trust and just lean on inspired action. Like that's my number one go-to strategy, inspired action. And so how I get inspired is I just focus on myself, enjoy my life, like absolutely love every single day of my life. And because that is the way things are for me, things just get better and better. I have this belief that things are getting better and better. And so whatever you believe, your brain will look for evidence of. And so, yeah, imposter syndrome is hardly ever an issue for me. So if you are struggling with imposter syndrome in your business, maybe you're actually at a point where you're doing really, really well, maybe well into the six-figure mark, and you're feeling imposter syndrome more than ever because what if the rug gets pulled from under your feet and you lose it all and you have to start again? This is very common too, okay? But it doesn't have to be that way. 
it's a case of doing the inner work. And so the entrepreneurs that I work with, they're ready to do that inner work, that subconscious reprogramming so that it doesn't feel hard or heavy or lonely or scary anymore. And actually, you can just create more results from a place of freedom, joy and ease. I know I say it all the time, but it's such a blessing to be able to, you know, here's some tangible ways in which this plays out in your business. Number one, in your business, you can show up as a leader. You can communicate assertively, clearly, confidently with your team and your clients. Number two, you can make investment decisions, you know, employ your next team member or your first team member before it feels like you're absolutely at breaking point. Number three, you can choose to just at the drop of a hat, put your to-do list in the drawer and and decide, nope, actually done enough now. I'm going to go and get some fresh air or go and meet a friend for lunch or whatever it is. You can just live your life and put yourself first and and you can get the best from yourself and your relationships and actually watch your business thrive and flourish. And there is client results, income goes up and other people can be watching like, what's happened? And it's just down to the inner work. One of my clients said to me this morning that since we've been working together, she has stopped comfort eating and she's actually lost half a stone without any sort of conscious effort to. And in that time, she's a very successful business owner. But before working together, she was unable to take time off. Since we've been working together, she's been on two holidays ate and drank whatever she's wanted to in those holidays, just had such a great time and even managed to lose weight too. So she is enjoying her life so much more than before and it's paying off because she believes in herself more and she is ready and willing to value herself more. Her business is thriving, she's thriving, her relationships are thriving and it's just amazing. It's always down to the inner world and changing the limiting things on the inner belief system that changes things on the outside. So in order to be the next level version of yourself, become that, in order to bring that into reality, you need to be, think and feel that way today. So my big revelation for you is that imposter syndrome really doesn't need to be an issue in your life. When you work through the underlying story that I'm not good enough. Get curious about that. Find when you first decided that. Get curious. Ask yourself, when did I first decide that? And then give back those stories that aren't your stories. Those people that made you feel a certain way when you were younger that actually you didn't deserve to feel that way. And take back your power and decide that you're no longer available for that. Set an intention. And that's that. Okay, setting intentions are so, so powerful. But that's an episode for another day. So I will leave that with you. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you enjoyed this, do let me know. Send me some feedback. Send me a DM on Instagram. I would love that. Love to hear from you. I will see you all next week. Bye. My mission with this podcast and why I started it was to serve. And so I really hope that everything I've shared with you today and in previous episodes is serving you and helping you However, if you're listening and you would like to work with me, then obviously I work too. I do solution-focused hypnotherapy and much more, and my program is the program that I'm really proud of. 
So if you're interested in this and would like some more information about how it works and whether it would be right for you, then do get in touch with me via the information in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to share it with a friend or stick it up on stories on Instagram and tag me at Believe and Achieve with Gemma. See you next week.